Okay, we are back in the Annotate Agency studio on a chat with Pat podcast, and I am stoked to be joined again by my man. Danny Kennedy, the host of uh, Australia's number one health and fitness podcast and possibly the best PT in the country, I quite think. How are you going, my man? High possibility. <laughs> I'm good, man. How yeah. are you? Yeah, I'm good. Good. Cruising along, mate. Um, yeah, obviously just training and potty and all those kind of things and back at work. But yeah, all the same. Routine. Like routine. It. Yeah, it's good. Especially after school holidays, it's good to uh, be back in a routine and uh, mm. try to, just, I guess, sort my life out. <laughs> yeah, that's what we're all trying to do. <laughs> Um, I guess we've we've come a bit full circle ever since our first podcast together. Hundred percent. Yeah, we've ended up at the same agency now. Mm. Um, yeah, it's been quite the journey. I mean, ever since then, your podcast has grown and grown, and obviously your brand has grown and grown. I mean, if we can, just for the I guess the listeners may have listened to that first episode and seen it now. What have you been up to since then, man? I know it's been a couple of years, but mm. I guess what's Daddy Kennedy been going? I've uh, grown since then because that was just after your wildfire fight, and then yeah. yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, um, obviously, not too long after we recorded, yeah. we went into um, into yeah. lockdown. So that year was kind of just adapting to whatever changes I need to make within the business. I suppose I was pretty fortunate that I had um, a good online base and, and presence. I guess prior to that, so um, it, as much as it was stressful throughout twenty twenty and I guess most of twenty twenty one, I kind of just I feel like because I'd been doing a lot of um, personal development and kind of like. Um, work on myself prior to um lockdown i handled it quite well um i had a big had a shoulder surgery at the start of 2020 and then a knee surgery at the end of 2020 as well the same year um so previously like in the years before probably would have got like super down um it would affect would have affected me quite a lot and then obviously the stress of um work being all over the place with lockdowns and stuff but i feel like i handled it quite well i kind of just went into that whole year with the mentality of um of just adapting as quickly as possible whenever I needed to, making the most of um, any opportunity I could and then just pretty much just focusing on what I could control. So I just continued to build out a lot of my online platform. Um, that's evolved a lot probably since the last time we spoke. Um, PT kind of just cruises along. Like I, I really do enjoy working face-to-face with clients, yeah. but um, obviously I, I was quite lucky to have built up my business uh, quite a bit prior to that. So PT stayed relatively similar um, the podcast, I, I doubled down fairly fairly hard with that during lockdown and, and during 20, 2021 as well. Um, the the missus, Danielle and I, we um, we launched an activewear brand throughout that year as well. So I pretty much, I kind of just saw, saw how most people were reacting in terms of like obviously super anxious and stressed, um, frustrated, real negative mindset. And I just wanted to approach that in the complete opposite way. So take any positive I could from it, um, focus on what I could control, um, spend the time working on things that I previously probably didn't have time to spend time on because yeah. um, work was always so busy. Obviously, it wasn't any travel or anything. So, um, yeah, just made the most of it, man. And then since then, uh, yeah, again, I've just kept pushing quite hard with the podcast and, and networking as much as possible, you know, building on on um, certain skills within the business and yeah. and um, and just trying to continue mastering my craft of actually, you know, helping people with health and fitness as well. I think that's um, one thing that is super easy to lose sight of now that mm. content and everything is so um, important within the business that uh, I think a lot of people probably spend not too much time but lose focus of what their actual craft is. Yeah. yeah. Um, so. Yeah, I, I use a lot of that time as well to just do a lot more research and study and um, and just keep trying to get better at better at what I do. Yeah, just make the most of the time that you do have. Guess, yeah, exactly much. right. Um, so yeah, man. After that, uh, just transition back into face to face stuff, which I was super grateful for. Um, have started traveling a bit again with work. Had another knee um, surgery this year as well. So training has been a bit all over the place yeah. the last couple of years, but. Um, like I said, the, the online stuff's evolved and mm. just putting as much time and effort as I can into keep building kind of much of the stuff I do year after year in a, in a way, I feel like, um, I kind of know what my purpose and my message is and it's just about evolving on those as much as possible yeah. by, um, leveling up in any area I can, whether it's online or face to face and the podcast. And so the goals each year don't necessarily change too much. It's just more specifics and the, the, 
they the goals probably kind of just increase and they keep yeah. moving moving I guess. I mean, it definitely seems to me since then that, and probably if you look at the timing of it, that your podcast has probably definitely been doubled down since mm. then. And um, I guess you do have the best player health and fitness podcast in Australia and you've definitely put a lot of work in that. And it's 400 episodes deep now, over. Yeah. Um, I guess why, if we want to go back, I really want to narrow this conversation into the podcast and build that brand. When you look back at the podcast and launching in it, um, I guess what was your reason at the start to launch your podcast? Was it more for your own personal brand or did you just think, well, I've kind of got to do this because podcasts and content's moving this way forward? I just started to put a lot of focus on putting more content out and yeah. trying to reach a bigger audience and build my own audience um, purely for the purpose of being able to help more people. And I'd been dabbling a lot with the YouTube space. I was obviously c- consistently posting on social media, particularly Instagram and, and Facebook. Um, but YouTube was super hard to crack, like to, to crack into and build a bigger audience. And I was yeah. putting in a lot of time and effort. So I was kind of just looking for more opportunities um, that were kind of in the early stages. And I thought podcasting was. I'd only just started listening to podcasts myself. And a lot of people didn't really even know what podcasts were. <laughs> and if they did, it wasn't something that they were regularly listening to. I think yeah. re- literally probably only the last year or two, it's gotten to the point where most people now listen podcasts. to podcasts yeah. and consume content um, through audio. Um, so, yeah, I just took that opportunity. I listened to um, a podcast and I think it was either Grant Cardone or, or Gary V. And I'd been toying with the idea of, of yeah. launching mine for a little while. And they just said something along the lines of don't wait until tomorrow to do something that can be done today. So uh, I went on Google, searched up a blog post on how to start a podcast and publish it to iTunes. And by the end of the day, I'd I'd gone and brought like a USB mic and was just plugging it into the Mac, um, which is literally what I'd been doing all the way up until pretty much this year, to be honest, or towards the end of last year. And um, like submitted an episode in my show to, to iTunes by the end of that day. And then since then, just put out at least one episode a week. And um, yeah, I mean, I've spoken about it a lot before, but like that first 12 to 18 months with the podcast, I think, like I said, because it wasn't as mainstream yet yeah. and because my audience wasn't wasn't that big yet through the podcast, it was just about consistently putting out content, knowing that, um, you know, very different to something like social media where you might put out a post that engages quite well, but within a week, no one's going to see it unless yeah. someone's stalking your page. Yeah. Um, the podcast is very much evergreen content. So I knew that if I keep building up a catalogue of episodes, and it's funny, like my favourite rapper, my favourite like... Um, <laughs> Russ. Uh, is Russ, yeah. right? And um, and his mentality is kind of like what I carried into podcasting. Yeah. You know, his story is very much no one listening to his stuff for a long period of time, but mm. consistently putting out, I think it was like a song a week for two or three years. Yeah. And then... When he started to blow up and things started to, he started to gain more traction. The fact that he had such a big catalogue of music yeah. allowed people to then become fans straight away because yeah. they they had so much music to listen to, yeah. and he'd, he'd put in the work already, and 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 it was just a matter of time before someone found it and it started to gain traction. So I took that mentality into podcasting, and yeah, the first twelve to eighteen months was slow. Like it, it grew not too bad initially, and then it just kind of hit a hit a plateau, and that yeah. stuck for a fairly long time. But I just thought if I could get good guests on, put out good content, keep getting better at podcasting as well, yeah. that eventually when someone finds a podcast, um, I just felt like the content was that good that it would have to gain yeah. gain traction. And, you know, when I say the content's good, I don't – like my podcasting skills were quite shit. Yeah. But um, I had really good quality guests on and the, the content I was talking about is stuff that people would want to know. No, and I no. felt like I'd, I'd kind of earned the right to talk about it because I'd – I'd done so much trial and error myself and was still, and to this day, putting in so much time to learn my craft that if I could do it that way, then I'd help people. And I mean, yeah, I was shit out at podcasting (laughs) for fucking ages. But, (laughs) but, you know, in saying that, because I was also doing so much video content and then with the online stuff, I was starting to put myself out there a lot more through social media, working with Keep It Cleaner and, you know, working in front of bigger crowds or filming for their app and stuff. I just continued to master uh, my craft of actually speaking and, and um, putting out content through audio and video. Yep. And now it's like, honestly, I personally feel like um, the best form of content I put out is audio because I'm, I'm so comfortable with it now. And, you know, talking in front of cameras and stuff like that, it's just a skill like anything else. And the more you do it, the better you're going to get at it. It just takes yeah. practice. And, and that was the approach I took. And 
and just gradually started building and you know I still feel like it's nowhere near where I'd like it to be but you know and I feel this way about so many things that um, within my life now that I know that the only reason it is where it is now is because yeah. I was so consistent with doing it over time yeah. Yeah. that to get to the next level I just have to keep doing the same thing yeah. and refining it I kind of hate when I it's, I love how you said that how people say oh when was like the one moment or when was the like one yeah. thing you realise because it's like well yeah that moment may have been the tipping point of when everything kind of blew up or the podcast had had twice as many views as everything else but it was kind of all the shit you were doing beforehand where you finally perfected your craft to get that opportunity you know yeah you, so many of the like quote unquote overnight successes yeah. are, are not overnight successes nah. there's so much time that goes into it to get to that point where it does kind of um, blow up or mm. or gain traction that. Um, and without it, and this is like this is what I say to so many people now about whether it's podcast, starting a business, asking a bird on a date, like whatever <laughs> it is, it's like you, you, there's no point in waiting because you're not going to yeah. be good at any of it when you start. Like I don't care how much you practice or read up on it. Like I just think the best way to build confidence is through action, mm. and the best way to build traction is through action, and not just talking about action. Yeah, or you know, and. So that's what I've just tried to do and um, yeah, now, like I said, it's super comfortable with it now, enjoy it a lot and, and I feel like um, in terms of getting my content message out there, it's probably become like the number one um, platform that I feel like I can deliver the content I want to yeah. put out. Like I obviously still put out a lot through social media and, um, and video and everything but um, it just comes way more natural to me and, and then even like over the years, I used to be very regimented and structured with how I would put the podcast out yeah. and I was getting good feedback and stuff, but it wasn't until maybe the last year, cu- couple of years where I just realized that if I was having a conversation with you off the podcast, it was different to how I would be portraying it or like relaying that message through the podcast. So um, I made that switch again. Yeah. And, and again, it just comes back to just learning through action, yeah. I think. Yeah, you're no worse spot than where you were. When you started, right? Like, if you say no, like you're not a backward step behind. You're in the same spot. Same spot. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. And um, I just take take that approach to it. And yeah, it's like I I honestly think that within the next year, at max, I think anyone with a personal brand or a business yeah. or a product should have a podcast. Yeah. And I reckon everyone will at some point. Yeah, I had Cole Trainer on here, and he thinks most businesses are going to have a podcast or a media kind of content. Yeah, and they should, aspect, as they should in the next going in the next five to ten years. Yeah, yeah, like I said, it's evergreen content. You build up more trust with your audience, similar to like a YouTube following, because people start to feel like they get to know you. They're yeah. hearing your voice. So you can put out really good content on social media, and a lot of people do. Yeah. But no, people don't really know you or or they don't get to, you can't build as much trust with a 15 second video as you can with long form content Mm. over time. Yeah. Um, And it's just more natural, I think. Um, Obviously, you know, we've got Kane in here now that's helping us with all the production of video content and it is important now to have so much short form content out there Mm. um, almost as a bit of an attention grabber. Um, But... The long form content, I think, is so much more natural. Yeah, and you know, with with audio, people can consume it anywhere at pretty much any time. Yeah, and you put more of yourself out that way, right? Like your personality and who mm. you are, your brand, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Like if people tune in, it's like, oh, he's got interesting points, or oh, he's quite intelligent, dude. Oh, they're just funny. Like you show more of your personality. Show more of your personality. That's yeah. for sure, for definite. And that's why I think podcasting, like you said, is going to be here for a long, long time coming. Yeah, and it's um, it's fun. It's it's good and. I have been able to like meet so many incredible people because I've got a podcast. Like if you think about some of the um, guests that I've had on the show, if I just reach out to them and said, Hey mate, do you want to grab a coffee? And I just want to pick your brain. Yeah. There's fucking not a chance that they would even respond, let alone say yes. But being able to add value by sharing it with my audience and stuff like that. And you start to build um, more traction that way and, and you can add value back and I think that's a big thing as well as being able to add value to not only the audience but hopefully the guest yeah. as well yeah great point yeah I could agree with that um, meeting and networking with people is probably the best thing I've ever done podcasting for sure yeah like it's, it's like some of the best moments I've had is meeting people yeah and there's been guests where like I've literally met them 
just before the podcast yeah. and now they've become like good quite friends, good friends yeah. or stay in touch or you know they've been able to somehow help me within my business or introduce me to someone else or yeah. vice versa and um yeah it's a cool it's a cool thing i think yeah in regards to putting out content and not just in podcasts in general danny i mean how do you deal i'm interested to hear how do you deal with like i guess criticism your own inner self-critic or anyone that's got probably negative reviews because the more you put yourself out mm. there like your bigger profile and obviously the more that stuff you want to come in your yeah. way how do you deal with that i mean for your own mental mental well-being and, and well-being it's never really bothered me too much and yeah. I, I will say that like even though i say that and you hear so many people say that like they don't give a shit about what people <laughs> yeah. say and it's just water off ducks back and stuff i think it's it's only natural that it will get to you in some yeah. way or another but I just think of it like this, like, firstly, if it's something on, like, social media, then obviously they're getting some value or, or you almost feel sorry for some people if they're wasting time out of there that day yeah. to, like, comment or criticise your content when they have gone out of their way to come and watch or listen to it. Mm -hmm. So it's, like, doesn't make any sense to me in the first place. Yeah. Secondly, they're not the people that I want anyway. So if they don't enjoy my content, then that's fine. Like I, they're not the person that I'm going to eventually hopefully work with, or they're not someone I'm going to be communicating with or networking with anyway. So it is what it is. Like I, I know that there's people out there that are getting value from it. And that kind of validates, I guess the fact that it's just someone's opinion. And, you know, on that point, it is just my opinion. Like I, I'm never saying that like what I'm telling you guys is the answer. It's just like, this is what my experience is. is. This is what works for me. This is what I want to put out there. You don't have to consume it. You don't have to do it. Yeah. So it is what it is. It's like you, you're always, you're never going to, no one, you're never going to have every single person agree with what you say. Yeah. So it's like, and, you know, I was listening to um, something a little earlier actually from um, Wayne Dyer. I don't know if you've uh, heard no, of him. Really. And he was, he was um, quoting someone else, but they were saying something along the lines of like, you don't, I'm going to fuck this up. But the saying was something along the lines of like, you don't want to die. <laughs> you don't want to leave this world with your song still inside of you. Yeah. Something along those lines. That's close enough. Yeah. Um, but basically referring to the fact that like people spend like contemplate or procrastinate on like putting stuff out there because they're scared of other people's opinion. Whereas that for me, if I put out an episode and one person is impacted like positively from it, then I've done my job. Mm. If there was a hundred other people that didn't like it, but one person got value from it and it helped them in some way, then that's a win. So I just I just keep putting it out there and, and yeah, if people want to listen or watch my content or whatever they can, if they don't, they don't have to. And and like I said, it's just like I, I feel like I can add value to people. So it I feel like it would almost be like a disservice of me to not put it out. Yeah, yeah, totally. Almost like a duty in a way, like a bit of a duty or an obligation mm. to to put it out there if I can help someone if I'm if it's selfish of me to not put it out there if I if I have something that can help others that can help others yeah, yeah. yeah like your knowledge and all your expertise and that well I've got all this and might as well just use it instead of and spreading it out as far and wide as I can yeah exactly yeah. right yeah um in because you know I asked that because you obviously oh just quickly sorry one more thing on that <laughs> is sometimes it's also good the criticism because mm. it could be something that they, they might be right yeah, exactly. like I got criticism not long ago, and I've just that is so fucking ironic. Actually, <laughs> I've just interrupted you, but I got criticism a while back from be someone saying that I was else. interrupting <laughs> a guest. Yeah, and um, and I kind of like thought about it, and I asked like my partner Danielle and stuff, and she's like, "Yeah, you do sometimes. Like you do interrupt." And I'm just kind of used to doing that because I've got a shit ass memory. So if I've got <laughs> something, I'm like, I got to say it now, otherwise I'm just gonna fucking forget. forget it. Um, but like that criticism in that regard was good because then over the following episodes, I really started to think about it and um, clearly not a good example now, but I try and put a bit more focus on that now with the yeah. guest is like, even if I have something that I think would be right to say at that time, I'll either just kind of keep it, keep it in the back of my head or maybe write it. Usually I'll, I'll try and bring my journal or whatever when I'm recording so much, write it down so I don't forget. Um, but yeah, so sometimes the criticism is, is needed. Like, yeah. It's not always just like people like hating or whatever. Yeah. Sometimes they got a valid point. So you actually do. It's it's a good thing to to get that criticism. Oh, totally. Yeah. And it's like when you ask for feedback, you know, don't ask for it if you're not going to expect, a, you know, expect something bad coming your way. Like the possibility of it. Yeah. And not um, even only on the feedback. It's like don't put content out if you fucking don't want people to yeah. say something bad. It's like if you don't want to hear exactly. anything negative, then just stay, keep it to yourself and totally. don't push it out. Yeah, totally. Exactly right. Like you got to be prepared for that. Someone. Yeah. Like it's going to happen. Yeah. It's, it's the world of how we consume content and people's opinions now. Yeah. 
Yep. Um, I wanted to ask because like you've got this ability, especially in podcasts, but I guess like you're not you're not just a health and fitness coach. Like you you are a personality and you have this ability to kind of like on your podcast you can talk to not only athletes but you have a varying wide of guests. Um, do you think this sets like oh? Yeah, I want to say, well, in regards to that, do you pick your guess on things that you are curious about or do you find, you know, that the audience might want to hear about? Like, well, which one do you pref- like prefer over that? Most of the time, it's people that I'm interested in. Yeah. Um, I obviously keep in mind, but this, this is the thing, like the yeah. audience that listens to the content that I put out are most likely people that have similar interests to me. And most of the time I'll try and get guests on or I'll make episodes on things that I've either done or I'm going through at the time. So I try not to talk about shit that I don't know about. Even if I've like read it or, you know, it's a popular topic and I've kind of just heard it from someone else. I try not to just put that content out because I don't have any experience with it. So I think a lot of the stuff I say on here or if I do a solo episode, it's something that I've either done or that I'm currently doing and it's just more so sharing my experience yeah. instead of like just hearing something somewhere and then just putting it out there because I know people are going to like it or I've read it somewhere and just kind of word for word just relayed yeah. that content. Um, but with the guests, yeah, it's just people that I find interesting. But I do, you know, in saying that, really try and get people on who are going to be able to add value to the audience and... You know, I've, I've been able to keep it quite open to the point where, you know, there will be some episodes where some of the audiences don't give a shit <laughs> and there'll be others where it's like the one episode that they needed to hear because I didn't want to I didn't want to kind of cage myself um, to the point where I just had to have the same type of content every single episode and that was like a bit of a turning point. Like I, um, I worked with a guy, I, I reached out to a really big podcaster and asked him if I could kind of train him for free mm. um, and just help him out. This is years back now, but um, in in return, um, ideally for some feedback on my podcast, I pretty much just wanted him to tear it to shreds yeah. in terms of how I could improve it. And he did. <laughs> he tore it to fucking shreds. <laughs> and, um, but one of the biggest pieces of advice he gave, which I didn't listen to, which I'm glad I didn't, is that he, he said that I should really niche down to like a specific topic and all the content should be on that. Now, I think in certain areas of business that is needed, like mm. – um, if you're just the jack of all trades, you'd be the master of none. So like in the area of health and fitness, for example, niching down is what I think actually grew my business mm. in terms of really focusing on strength and resistance training, um, sticking to my message with nutrition and not trying to cater to everyone's needs. Like I'm not putting out content around how to do boxing or I'm not yeah. putting content on how to do CrossFit or whatever it is because I'm just putting out what I really enjoy. But with the podcast, it's allowed me to have such a wide range of guests like we were talking about before I've got a guest coming on soon who is like an underboss for the yeah. um, Gambino Mafia family which is clearly nothing to do with health and fitness yeah. and that's quite rare obviously in terms of guests that I would get on but you know the fact that I've kept it open it kind of makes sense in a way because he's a- able to share something interesting share some value I'll tie it back into something to do with business but you know a lot of the guests um, may not even talk about health and fitness at all yeah. but I've gained such an interest in like mindfulness and personal development and business obviously because that's what I've had to go through to try and build my business and learn. So if I can then put out content that would help someone that was in my position when I needed to hear it, then that's a a win for me. So it's been able to keep it quite open. Yeah. I mean, I was about to say the next question was and that pretty much answered. It was like what makes Danny Kennedy so different to I guess – quote unquote most influence like fitness influence and that's probably it you know the ability yeah. to kind of expand and take a risk go out of your scope mm. and find things you're curious about but also you know tied into the fitness line like, and things like that making things interesting and of value you know yeah well I think one of the biggest things is that I try and just um, stay super relatable yeah. because that's how I am so I don't nail my nutrition every day I don't have like I have weeks where I can't be fucked training um, I make a shitload of mistakes within my business, all that type of stuff. I, when we're talking, like yeah. just naturally, I tend to swear quite a bit. <laughs> um, I, I just pretty much try and stay as vulnerable and relatable as possible and not try and like play to like what I probably should be doing or like the path that would seem um, the direction that you should kind of go in, if that makes sense. So content on social media, I keep that as kind of vulnerable and raw as possible. Um, with the podcast, as I said, one of the best changes I made is actually just starting to have conversations on here as, as I would if I was just having a chat with a friend. Yeah. Um, super vulnerable and open about 
any mistakes I make, um, don't shy away from, you know, I try not to just put out just highlights of shit I do. I obviously share things that, that are small wins or things that are going well, but at the same time, um, know that people find uh, a lot of value in hearing about people's like failures and setbacks or mm. um, mistakes they've made and stuff. So I try and do that and, and I pretty much just try and share like what the way that I live, like I said, like I'm obviously extremely interested and feel like I've learnt a lot and able and able to provide a lot of value with very specific health and fitness topics, clearly. Yeah. Um, but I don't live a life where all I do is eat well and train. Yeah. Like it's I, almost like it's come second secondary to you now, like in, in building your brand, like at the start it was obviously like building like physique and fitness mm. and nutrition, but now it's like long-lasting things like mental fortitude, personal development, yeah. business and growth. And again, it's it's it pretty much all just correlates with the, what I'm going through in my life yeah. or like what I'm doing in my life. So yeah, like I started down the path of mindfulness and personal development. So I started kind of sharing my experience with that and now reach out to people who are in that space because mm-hmm. I find it interesting. Um, but I don't want to – I never wanted to put out the message of like – leading people to believe that to get in shape they need to do everything perfectly or that like your whole life needs to be consumed by health and fitness because that's not what my life is like. So um, I think for that reason it is much more relatable to my audience as well. Yeah. And, you know, like even on the weekend we had a, a Keep It Cleaner um, event in Adelaide and like probably one of the coolest com- – not one of the coolest but like a, a really cool comment that I got from someone was that like – they loved the fact that when they met me in person or like the content they see online and the content or like what I'm like in person and on the videos, even in like keep it clean to an extent has to tone it down a little bit. <laughs> but, um, but that is exactly the same across all, mm. all across the board. It's all the same and it's not like manufactured or, or it's not like fake um, or, or portraying like this lifestyle that I don't Which is so live or the person that I'm media. not. Yeah, yeah it yeah. is. Um, so yeah, I think that's, I think that's probably what separates it a little bit. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think, you know, from a business perspective, it probably, there's probably certain things that have not worked in my favor in that regard. But then on the other hand, there's certain things that do, if that makes sense. Like, um, you know, maybe I could have built up my coaching app, for example, if, if everything was me posting photos of myself shredded year round or whatever, and that's attractive for marketing or whatever, um, or maybe not swearing on a podcast might lead to, I don't know, more commercial yeah. deals, whatever it may, I don't know, stuff like that. But mm. I just mean, I, I just want to make sure that I don't ever have to switch personas or personalities between like what I'm doing. I just want to make sure that it's all the same, yeah. same shit. I listen to a podcast, um, I think we talked about before, the CEO of YKTR, you know the rules? Yes. Ice, yep. Isaac, Ice. Yep. He said, if I can get as close to as I can from being one, you know, one, um, the person I am on camera to the person I'm away and close to that and marrying those two together. Mm-hmm. And he's like, then I'm pretty happy. I'm pretty, I'm pretty good. And I think people, people will start to see that as well. Yeah. You can get, you can get more valuable content that way. And you know, business wise, more buyers and things like that. Yeah. And two things, I think that's why a lot of people probably struggle to record or put themselves out there online is because like they they're trying to do it in yeah. a way that's not them. So they're not just yeah. being themselves. And then, yeah, secondly, it's like you're going to attract the right people. If you've got a business, for mm. example, or if you've got your own personal brand, the people that you attract in are going to be the right people mm. because if you're putting out this persona online and it's not who you really are or it's not the person that you typically are, then the people that come in, you're not going to relate to that audience or those customers yeah. anyway, I think. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. You, you, If you're generally yourself, you'll generally attract you know, the people in your audience or the people you want to work with anyway. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. When you look back at building your personal brand, I mean, is there anything that you'd change or any regrets going back to that? Like looking over the journey, is there anything you wish you kind of did sooner? Like was it podcasting or, you know, did you wish you did your app earlier or did you wish you did a clothing label? Like, is there anything that you wish you did um, while building your personal brand a bit differently? Um, yes and no. And I mean, this is probably like the response that everyone would say, <laughs> but like in hindsight, yes, there's so many things that I could have done so much better, but yeah. but no, because then a lot of this stuff that that has gone well has been because of the fuck-ups. Yeah. So um, all the things that haven't gone well and, and without the mistakes or without the things that didn't work out, then I wouldn't have learnt things that now are working, yeah. if that makes sense. So, yeah, I mean, there's, there's probably – I mean, I would love to have started Instagram earlier, obviously, yeah. to have grown a bigger following earlier. I would love to have gone all in with YouTubing a lot earlier to help grow a following earlier. Um, 
in hindsight now, I would, I would love to have probably hired someone like Kane a lot earlier to, yeah. to, to get content from some of the guests that I've had on because I've had guests on that I have zero content from apart from the audio, which is fine, but they may be opportunities that you don't get again mm-hmm. or and stuff like that. So there's definitely things like that. Um, and, and probably the biggest one actually would be um, getting getting help or a mentor or a coach uh, with business earlier. Yeah. Because that was something that um, I just had no idea about. And again, it's it's been good because I've learned so much along the way, mm. but um, I feel like I could have fast-tracked where the business is now if I actually hired a business coach as someone would if they were trying to get in shape mm. and you would hire a trainer mm. or you know, just a general mentor in general. Like, is, I think, a good thing. Like, Yeah. Yeah, like I it, think... Um, like when I reached out to you to get a coffee and then podcasting as well. Like people kind of turn a blind eye if you're just starting a podcast or you just ch- sitting there chatting. They don't know the amount of shit that goes on behind the scenes or yeah, exactly the amount right. of work or the research or the planning and the scheduling. Like yeah. that's where a mentor or someone can come in come in and help so much. And like, a different perspective too. Like I was I've yeah. I worked with a, a business coach um recently. Dave, he was awesome and, and the biggest thing was just a different perspective yep. and obviously he had much more experience within business and, and systems and all that type of stuff than what I did mm-hmm. but there were certain things that I wouldn't put much thought to. Like I think it was Alex Hormozzi uh, said something recently along the lines of like we question oh, – I told you about it saying so – he said something <laughs> along the lines of like we question the things <laughs> – the only things that we don't question are the things that we believe to be true. Mm, yeah. That makes sense. That's not the right yeah. saying, but yeah. something along those lines. So, like certain things that I believe in, I would not question regularly. When they, sh- when you should be questioning everything as to yeah. whether or not it's the right approach or, or not, because if you're just kind of stubborn and you you like think um, you think that you know this way is the right way or your, your approach is the right approach and you're not ever questioning it, then yeah. that could be the one thing that's holding you back. Yeah. But because you believe it's true. You're yeah. focusing on trying to change all this other shit, but it could be that one thing that you've not even thought to question. That, that could be your yeah. the biggest thing you need to change. Yeah, totally. Yeah, that, that that's exactly makes sense. Yeah, the, the the second perspective or just someone out like outside looking in is like so tremendously important. I mm. think just and like when you talked about earlier, get someone and listen to your podcast. Yeah, yeah, and you spend so much. It's like when you're trying to get in shape and you're trying to get lean, and you look at yourself in the mirror every day. Yeah. You feel like you're not making progress then you go and look at a before and after photo yeah. or you take photo like in months, in uh, one month intervals or whatever and you mm. can see the changes because you've got more perspective. Yeah. But when you're in your own head every single day and you're constantly thinking about the same thing, constantly thinking about the business and the podcast and stuff, you know, I had this conversation with Kane last week about um, progress within my business and the podcast. It felt like everything was just super slow and plateauing and, and I was so focused on like where I wanted to get to and like the end result, which is yeah. not typical of me, that... Um, I was constantly, I was starting to get in a real negative headspace, which then led to more negativity, which then led to nothing really, yeah. because I was like thinking that I wasn't being productive every single day. Like yeah. every single thing I, I was trying to do, I was expecting to have a big impact. And when it didn't, I was like, oh, I'm not making any progress. But then when you zoom out and get some perspective, you can see the growth is there, but you're just so, so yeah. entrenched in it that you can't see it. Yeah, it can relate to that so much. And the thing that never helps is like comparison as well. Like you start, exactly. you start, you know, thinking of how they getting so many views yeah. or how they're killing it, you know. Exactly right. Just as hard. Yeah, I can totally, totally relate to that. How do you get yourself out of that headspace? I mean, what, what's some stuff that works for you? I know you consistently put it up on your Instagram, social media, but mm. I mean, when you have a big setback and if you want to talk about one for an example, how yeah. do you deal and come back from that? Yeah, well, the tools I've been able to add to my, I guess, mental toolkit over the years have helped so much. But even still, like I said, you get still get stuck in ruts. So like last week when I had like this little bloody realisation, it had been literally a couple of months that I'd been stuck in this headspace and I was still doing all the work with my mental stuff, but it just wasn't there. So it's something I'm definitely trying to work on. Um, I think self-awareness is a big thing, but I'm really now trying to... Although I have like these ambition, ambitions and goals and I'm trying to reach certain things, like I'm going to try and remind myself more now to just come back to one, like having fun and enjoying what I'm doing, two, making sure that like the habits and behaviours that I'm doing are, are going to be pushing me in the right direction regardless of whether of how long it actually takes yep. and then just kind of you know trust the process, as yeah, they say, yeah. um, which is hard to, hard to do. But I think journaling's been a big one. Um, 
So I, I tend to do a lot of stuff around like um, prompts around clarity and, and intentions, which is really powerful, whether it's in the morning, um, doing a bit of a debrief at night, which is really handy as well. And then obviously your gratitude and, and small goal setting and task type stuff as well. But meditation has been a massive one for me as well. Um, you know, I had it, uh, Mitch Third on last week, this week or last, oh, last week, right. I think it was. Um, and we had a real good discussion around meditation and how powerful it is. But that's something that I initially was doing just to tick it off and just to add it in and, and see if it made a difference. Yeah. But now it's something that I genuinely look forward to. Like I do typically around 20 minutes each day at least once. And it's something that I know now that it's taken practice and stuff. And there's some days where it still feels like it's done fuck all. But certain days you'll, I'll sit there and like when I can really kind of become present and, and actually switch off and, and really focus in on my meditation that I know that the, the power of that afterwards and the clarity I have for the rest of the day or, you know, there's certain things you might think of even in the meditation or afterwards yeah. and just being able to completely switch off because I, I feel like I've got such a busy brain that I'm always kind of thinking of stuff that that little moment, even if it's just like one or two seconds of being able to completely become present is really powerful. Mm. Um, and something I want to do more and I feel like I probably could have, you know, my partner Danielle probably helped a lot um, last week with coming to this realisation about um, the fact that things are going well. I was just putting too much thought to it is, is getting more perspective from others, I think, as well. Like accountability through others yeah. or not, not so much accountability but almost like a bit of an audit, like trying to reach out every couple of months to people that I'm kind of spending time with um, often, whether it is my partner, you know, like Kane or... or, mm. or friends or people that I work with or even people that kind of are good friends that I don't spend that much time with and just get them to do like a real honest audit mm. in terms of like what they see that I might be doing well and areas that they think I'm like not doing well or overdoing or, or, yeah. or neglecting. I think that might be quite powerful as well because the self-awareness thing is, is key. But as I said before, if you're constantly stuck in, in your own head, that can be hard to do sometimes and that self-awareness may not even be as effective if yeah. you've kind of got a preconceived idea of what you think you should be kind of thinking or saying or doing or whatever. Mm. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know if that really answers nah, your question. No, nah, it definitely does. Like, yeah, because I could definitely like, you get so stuck in like what's what you want instead of being more focused on what you're doing, what you have to do. Yeah. yeah. And it's a hard balance because I've never really been someone who does any of the comparison stuff. But as, a, as you would know as well, when you've yeah. got these big goals or, in, or things you're working towards and yeah. it does mean a lot to you, it is hard not to be thinking about not the end result, but yeah. trying to think about that end goal when really all it takes is just coming back to, as I said before, enjoying the process and what you're doing mm. and doing things that actually feel good and and sticking to the process that you know is eventually yeah. going to get you there if you reverse engineer what that goal should be. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think in terms of the setbacks and stuff, I know you mentioned you want to talk about, like, the boxing stuff as yeah, well. Yeah, exactly, yeah. That was like, um, I think... Maybe Kane and I had a conversation about this the other week. That was that was an interesting one. Like the so if anyone listening, I, I did a pro pro boxing fight for my first ever fight, um, and eventually got knocked like got knocked out in my fight. Um, the loss itself is not doesn't doesn't bother me. Like it, obviously, <laughs> obviously, I went into it with every intention and 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 whatnot of winning. I wanted to win the fight, obviously, um, but the loss itself doesn't bother me as much in terms of like the end result like it is what it is you're standing in a, in a boxing ring and one person has to lose and it, and it was me um and you know as they say you can't play boxing and made a mistake and paid for it so it it, it is what it is but um i think prior to it i've kind of touched on it with kane that like everything that i do typically is like 100 percent yeah and for that <laughs> and for, for fucking some unknown reason like probably the most like the thing that requires the most effort and, and intensity and um, and discipline, I, f I definitely feel like I left a lot on the table in terms yeah. of like how I prepared. So looking back at it, coming into the fight um, itself, uh, I think first thing is that I would I, I would much have I would have preferred um, looking back at it now to have done like a solid twelve months with my coach yeah. with no intention of fighting yet to get to the point where I was somewhat comfortable and it actually built the habits and the um you know the the automatic type thought processes and and um the movement patterns and motor patterns and all that type of stuff around boxing to be extremely comfortable before going into a camp so i, I pretty much went from 
doing some boxing stuff for fitness and back when I was playing footy and just having a real love for boxing and watching it to then going into a camp for a fight within three months. So, you know, first sparring session is what maybe – I think we started sparring around eight weeks out. Um, and I'd never sparred before. So that was a big mistake, I think. Um, but like I said, I typically tend to throw myself in the deep end to most things I do. So I wasn't too annoyed about that. But just leading into it, whether or not it was it's – a, it's a funny one. I don't even know <laughs> why. Like whether or not it was almost a way of in my head – justifying if I had lost knowing that I hadn't done, done everything, anything. which is weird because I've never done that before. Um, or oh, I really don't know. What, I, fuck, I don't even know like how, like why it was that way. That, you know, that time of the year as well, it was, it was, the fight was in December. Yeah. So um, there was a lot of social stuff on. Um, I even had travel a couple of weeks beforehand as well. Yeah. So everything wasn't as disciplined as what it should have been. Um, and that's definitely no excuse. Like, Regardless, I, I, I dropped my hands, got hit with a good shot, yeah. and, and that was it. So that's not – like the fact that I didn't prepare fully is not the reason, the reason why I lost. lost. Not at yeah. all. Like I'm not saying that. I def- I lost fair and square and, and um, hats off. Hats off to him. It was, a, it was a really good shot and it was still an epic experience. Like the, the feeling of like sparring and, and fighting and stuff was just unbelievable. Like mentally and physically the hardest thing I've ever done, yeah. particularly mentally. Um, and it was something that I'm like super proud of because I know that so many people just – would never do that. Never do that. Um, and and it was as I said, awesome experience. I'm so pumped that I did it. If I had my time again, and you know, I've toyed with the idea of getting back in to to do that. it to yeah. to do it do it again and make sure that I leave nothing on the table. And and regardless of the result, I'd be more content with it because it's something that definitely fucking plays on my mind like a lot. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, if I had have done everything to an absolute T and lost, I wouldn't have any issue it's whatsoever. Um, but it's more so the fact that I know I could have done more in terms of preparation but yeah dealing with the actual loss itself was like um it was it was more so like just disappointing and and almost like i think the feeling was almost like letting letting people down like let like not not so much letting people down but like in a way yeah you know letting like, letting my coach down letting the people that come to watch me down like yeah. not getting the result that i wanted to obviously was disappointing but um, afterwards, I feel again um, that it was it had come down to the fact that I'd done so much kind of like personal development work that I was able to just use it as a bit of a motivation to keep moving forward. Like use it as a as a good experience. Like again, after the fight, I was like super vulnerable about it. Like wasn't there making excuses? Yeah. Like I think I put up a video maybe the day after um, congrat- congratulating Adam and um, and just you know saying that like you know it is what it is like I lost I'm glad I got in there thanks for everyone's support and everything and then move on and it is what it is like I'm glad I did it and um like I said earlier like your your losses and your failures and your setbacks I think teach you way more than when you're doing well so yeah. it was a, it was a huge learning experience and not great for the brain but um I, I fucking love boxing <laughs> man like I I spend so much time watching boxing I'm a huge fan of yeah, the I've sport been watching a lot yeah and I, I'm just like. I'm glad I can say that I've got in the ring and, um, yeah, who knows? I, I would like to fight again and it would just be a matter of whether or not I can get it across the line with the missus and my mum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I love, like, how you used to talk about, like, your, your failures kind of build your wins and, you know, setbacks. It's just, like, your ability to kind of, I know, not just stay in your head in the setbacks but also just, like, fuck. What I, like, and also learning from it as well. Like, I think there's an aspect of, you know, you can bounce back but you've got to take something away from it like you did with that, that fight. Like, you can look back, well, you know, the best preparation, if I did it again, I'll do another year. Like, you've yeah. got to be able to t- fucking take something away from it. Yeah. Like, from those setbacks. Definitely. Um, now, I want to move into, obviously, next. You're, you're doing a lot of big things, obviously, with your personal brand and your business, but um, your CEO, um, well-being... Um, I guess program that you're running at the moment. Do you want to give some listeners about the insight into that and how that looks and you know what's going forward with that? Yeah. So as we've touched on, like yeah. I think you just doing like taking action on things usually teaches you a lot and you build a lot of confidence and learn a lot of stuff about yourself when you take an action within the business or whatever it may be. Yeah. So I just had this realization a while back that um, I think probably since I've started working with Keep It Cleaner, a lot of my audience and stuff and a lot of the programming particularly online has probably been pushed more towards females because i do enjoy working with girls and teaching them how to lift and showing them how much they can change their body and and their life in terms of confidence and Mm self-esteem and stuff with strength training and i will always continue to do that but i just had this realization that like 
have such an incredible network of males um, within business, you know, so many athletes that I've been fortunate enough to work with and a lot of my audience, clearly, like the training that I do, um, probably relates a lot more to males wanting to do the same thing as me. So I was kind of like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, why am I putting so much of my effort into putting out programs for um, females yeah. when, or not so much... I'm still happy to be doing that, but it's more so like I need to, I want to start to tap into this market that I know I've got. Mm. Um, and again, just been doing so much work around learning about business and sales and marketing and whatnot. So I, I just thought, you know, I'm going to put together this really comprehensive program um, to help guys do what I've been able to do with myself in terms of build up my physical health through training and nutrition, but also adding a lot of the mental stuff with yeah. mindfulness and um, intention setting and journaling and all that type of stuff, even like cold water therapy and breath work and everything, um, and tap into this market of of men who um, are high level operators, like through business. Yeah. So you know, people who are running big companies and businesses that um, are probably putting their health on the back burner and, and may may never have really even tried their hand at much mindfulness stuff. And then from a sales perspective and marketing, it's it's an audience that can afford to do it. So yeah. it's like if I can put together this program that is so comprehensive that they're getting, even though they're paying a lot of money to be in it, they're getting way more value than what they've paid for in terms of their health and fitness, their mindfulness, and then hopefully their business as well, like being able to... Perform on the daily with this high-functioning high business. Exactly right, like but also looking at making each intake. So so just to backtrack, the, the program is at the moment called The Ultimate CEO, mm-hmm. and yeah, it's for, for, at the moment, Melbourne um, male business owners. Um, or, or like kind of second in charge, like people that are um, running big businesses and keeping the intakes quite small um, and allowing the men in that to actually network and communicate with each other and build relationships amongst each other regardless of what industry they're in because I think that can be extremely powerful as well, like being able to learn from someone who might run a, you know, a multi-million dollar company even beyond that um, and you've got someone else who may be just starting a business or maybe at a sticking point being able to take bits and pieces from someone who may typically charge thousands and thousands of dollars just for a conversation or a consult. You've got like a a group of men who are all learning from each other and bouncing ideas off each other and hopefully helping each other. So that was the concept. And um, initially I was going to launch it start of 2023, um, but I wanted to get a a group of guys together who I thought would be really good gel, a really good mix, sorry, and would gel together um, to get a bit of feedback on the program um, I just wanted to start, as I said before, implementing and taking action and not just sitting there planning everything yeah. and learn from the experiences and see what works, what doesn't, and, and hopefully build on it. Yeah, but yeah we recently just started the first intake and it's, it's fucking epic, man. It's something I'm yeah. really passionate about as well because, like I said, the training is what I – the style of training that I do, the mental health tools, the things that I've seen a significant difference with in my life and I know it's going to make a big difference for all the, the, men, the, the men in the program. Um, and also, like, it's just awesome to have – a group of guys together from different industries that are all like industry leaders. Yeah. So it's like high performance. Like you'd be learning some valuable lessons. Like just yeah, for sure, them. for yeah. sure. But even like, like I said, knowing that there's guys in there who are networking and mingling with guys who are in completely different industries, but are going to be able to help each other in some way or another. Like, so throughout the program, um, a lot of it's delivered through my coaching app, but there's two face to face sessions per week. Um, which is where everyone's going to kind of get to know each other quite well. Um, we're going to be habit stacking throughout the week. So filmed some content here with Kane that which will be delivered throughout the weeks. Um, so huge accountability, um, you know, a bunch of like value adds added in there in terms of like stuff that they'll receive and, and services they'll receive as well. Um, and then the idea is that at the end of the program, get together for a big lunch and, and hopefully have a couple of speakers come in and stuff and, give them the opportunity as well to come and jump on the podcast yeah. from a, um, a value add and marketing perspective for them and hopefully the audience takes some value as well. Um, but yeah, I just think everyone, I think when you're selling anything, if you if you truly believe in the product, then it's easy. Yeah. It's easy easy to sell, but it's also easy to enjoy the actual thing as well because I think I've done programs in the past where I put all this time and effort into building it and, and sold them and they've done well, but my kind of like heart wasn't fully in like – not that I didn't think the program is good, but like the audience may not have been as related to what, what you, you mean to work with. Or yeah. yeah, yeah. So this one, this one, like I'm genuinely just pumped to be running it with everyone and um and just to see the results they get and and like I said, hopefully they can really help each other. Like there's a there's a component of the program where um I want 
I'm going to try and get everyone to be like super vulnerable regardless of how big their company is and, and kind of put it out there with things they're struggling with or things within the business that they are stuck with and just put it out there and see who can help who. And, and yes. um, I think it'd be, I think it'd be really cool. It'd be really powerful. And then, yeah, obviously after it's the, the, the goal is to build on it and, and get more people in and, and hopefully add it maybe some, uh, some other tiers to the program so people can kind of go through it again, but at a higher level again. Mm. Um, and we'll just see how it goes. But, yeah, first one running at the moment, and um, it's something that I'm pretty passionate about, so I reckon it's going to do super well. Bloody oath, man. That's yeah, it's bloody cool. unreal. Now, I normally close this, uh, the episodes with this question normally. Um, where does Danny Kennedy see himself in five years' time? I see myself in five years' time spending even more time doing the podcast, mm. um, having my online presence a lot a lot bigger than what it is now um, and not even necessarily just from an audience perspective but in terms of like revenue from from within the business to allow me to step back from um, a few things that I'm doing at the moment that even though I enjoy that uh, I would like to eventually step away from so you know potentially not doing as many face-to-face sessions to allow myself more time and effort to go into the podcast and online um, and then also having a facility. So that's something that I'm looking to do within the very near future, um, which I would love to build out as a bit of a kind of HQ, I guess, with some podcasting studio and potentially some recovery and training and, and yeah, just, just, just more vehicles to help, help more people and, and continue building the brand. Um, but yeah, like I said before, man, it's like, it's it kind of just continues to evolve very much the same path, but just different different vehicles to get there and um, and just setting big goals as it goes on, I think. And that's what a lot of the the manifestation and meditation stuff's uh, taught me, that I, even though I feel like I've got bigger goals, I feel like there's even bigger ones that I haven't even kind of tapped into mentally yet yeah. that I want to really um, be able to get to that point where um, the vision gets even bigger and bigger um, and then just implement and kind of like execute as, as well as I can to get there, Yeah, regardless of how long it takes. Totally. Yeah, I love that, man. I mean, Danny, like, yeah, I love that I came across you a few years ago because you're pretty much what I love uh, interviewing and who I love interviewing on these podcasts, like, and inspiring other people because, like, there's no better time than now and you're a great example of it probably in the last 10 years and, like, anyone can fucking create something, like, mm. if you work hard enough and want it hard enough and you're a prime example of that, man, and you're a big inspiration for me and many other people. So thanks for coming on man. the podcast. Thanks a lot. Thanks for coming on again and chat with Pat. I'm sure there'll be many more. Anytime. Looking forward to it, man. Thanks Thank for having me and hopefully everyone's uh, taken some value and enjoyed it. I'm sure I did. Thanks, man. Thanks, dude. Cheers.